It's my show. Seen it. Boring. Not my cup of tea. Too violent. Too romantic. Dumb plot. Wait, go back. Too late. Lame. Same. Way too tame. Oh, DJ, just pick something for the love of baked potatoes. Just go to the guy and pick something out. Uh, what about Hulu? Fine. Netflix? Sure. Uh, but there is for sure some stuff on Amazon Prime that we need to watch. Hey, then go to Amazon Prime. But honestly, I feel like I'm really in the mood for like, uh, I don't know, a good sports documentary. Try ESPN Plus. I was thinking maybe more like an HBO sports kind of a doc. Sarah Brooke, would you say that I'm generally a go-with-the-flow kind of doggo? Yeah, well, I guess for the most part. Yeah can from time to time flip the switch and go totally psycho. Oh, for sure. You can go shitballs crazy. Well, if you don't choose something to watch, I'm going to pick you up and shake you like a dish rag. Ugh, I can't do it. There's just too much crap. What are you talking about? There's been a ton of great stuff to watch lately. Yeah, you only say that because it's cuddle time with mother and father on the couch. You partake in it too. Don't act so cool. I partake in it if the entertainment is up to my standards. Standards? <laughs> what standards? Dope dog standards. Oh, for God's sake. You may scoff all you want, but my highly developed brain can't just sit around and be entertained by some of the mindless mush that fleshies in this house consume. Oh, I love it. Like those HGTV shows that Mother is so into. All it does is show how annoying fleshies are. Fix this house, sell this house. I want to live here, but I want everything on my wish list, but I don't have more than five bucks to spend. Stupid. Then the endless cooking shows. I mean, what's the point, really? You can't smell any of the food, and you sure as hell can't taste any of it. Well, they look to get good ideas about stuff to cook. And do we even get one bite of those meals that they make? Well, yeah, sometimes if we work our magic. Scraps, Cindy. We get scraps. Delicious scraps. And father with his goddamn politics, always with the MSNBC, blah, blah, blah. I'm with you, Dad. That one is so boring. It's the main reason that we stay away from politics on this show. It's a snore fest. Satin because you lost. That has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. Losers. Anyway, fact of the matter is that there is nothing to watch on TV right now. Just because mama and daddy are up to date on everything cool to watch right now doesn't mean that there is nothing to watch during these cold, dark days of winter. Huh. We live in California, stupid. It's not that cold and dark. Well, we did have the thunder and lightning recently, and that scared the bejesus out of me. Yeah, why do they call it bejesus? Isn't Jesus a Jesus for all creatures, not just the bees? I just repeat what I hear from the fleshies. Anyway, my point is that there are a lot of things for our fleshy listeners to watch when they're not binge this into our show. All right, all right. Nice tie-in. All right, this would be a good time to do our annual What We're Watching episode. Sure, right after. From the skyscrapers of New York to the coast of California, this is Doggo News. In our top story of the week, according to a new study, aversive training such as positive punishment and negative reinforcement can have long-term negative effects on dogs. May I comment with just one word? Duh! Yeah, no kidding. I mean, the study showed that the welfare of the dogs trained with aversive methods were much worse than the dogs trained with positive reinforcement. Duh! In short, when negative reinforcement tools are employed, dogs are made to look at the world as a place to be fearful of. Hmm, I wonder who that reminds me of. (laughs) I can't think of anyone 
on right now. Yeah, it kind of goes over my head, too. Whereas dogs trained with positive reinforcement look at the world as a place that can hold treasures and rewards. The results of the study showed that the aversive training doesn't have an advantage over reward-based training. And reward-based training can have a much better effect on the happiness of your dog's overall health. And who doesn't want a happy dog? You heard it here first, folks. Well, second, because we heard it from the article first. Shut up, Indy. I'm trying to go for a, you know, a breaking news angle here. Right! In our next story, a real-life rescue pup has been selected to be the next superhero on the HBO Max show, Titans. Joshua Orpin, who plays Connor Kent, posted a pic on his IG account of Pepsi, the doggo who will be playing the role of crypto this coming season. You know, cryptocurrency is actually a scam. It's crypto for kryptonite, not blockchain, stupid. Oh, right. I was just testing you. (laughs) I was just, you know, riffing. Stick to the copy, Charlie Parker. Pepsi was found as a stray in Missouri and taken to a shelter. Death camp. Where he was at risk for being euthanized. Pepsi was finally rescued by at Lucky Rescue 13 and fostered at a boarding kennel. Finally, he was rescued by animal trainer Melissa Millet. Pepsi is now killing it in front of the camera's crypto. Way to go, Pepsi. Titans is going on my must-watch list now. You're such a suck-up sometimes. Shut up, Sadie. I need cosplay ideas. Yeah, your cosplay has fallen off a cliff this season. What happened? Duties as the president have taken way too much of my time. <laughs> you said duties. <laughs> Moron! <laughs> Our next story actually started 57,000 years ago in the Yukon. Ooh, I love their potatoes. You and Finn. <laughs> in 2016, a gold miner in Canada's Yukon Territory found an unexpected treasure. Roast beef? No. Because beef goes well with potatoes. No, doofus, it's not food related. Well, then it's not a treasure. Can I finish the story? I don't know, you can give it a try. <laughs> While blasting a wall of permafrost with a water cannon, a large chunk broke off. It wasn't a precious metal, but the oldest and most preserved wolf puppy ever discovered. Okay. <laughs> this is the doggo news of the day. Wolf puppy mummies. <laughs> Violence and intrigue helps sell the news. Lame. Well, anyway, apparently preservations like this are pretty common in the Siberian tundra, but in the Yukon, it's unprecedented. The female wolf puppy was named Zur, meaning wolf in the local First Nations language. Zur! <laughs> really flies off the tongue, doesn't it? We're probably saying it wrong, but sadly, Zer's life was cut short due to a den collapse. But in death, the little puppy can help give better understanding about a cold glacial period and also a time before the wolf population was separated. Did somebody say puppies? Oh, DJ, we didn't call you brats. Yeah, nobody ordered any puppies. Oh, contrary, shaped like a pear. Excuse me, that is totally offensive, you little pipsqueak. Uh, we're just here to jog your boomer memories. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Who let you in here? A ways back, you said puppyhood was short and fleeting and that we wouldn't hold on to our puppy power forever. Yeah, and? Tell him, Milo. <laughs> Do you really expect us to understand that dripply drew gibberish? Your news report just proves that you were wrong, that we puppies can live for 57,000 years. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, sure you can, little Zola. Sure you can. What are you talking about? Uh, Indy, why don't you bring up that photo of uh, little Zer for Zola here? Oh, <laughs> sure, yeah. Just give me a second here. Uh, there is a way for you to be puppies forever. Ha! Told you so, Boomer. And that way is to be frozen. <laughs> Fix your baby puppy eyes on this. Ah, ah, what is that hideous thing? 
building. It's a 57,000-year-old puppy. You know, maybe we should get to work on freezing you guys, keep you youthful and spry. Yeah, just follow us to the fridge. We'll throw you in a couple of ice trays. Ha ha, we're not that stupid. Punch it, Milo. Let's get out of here. Huh, never underestimate the power of scaring little puppies with idle threats. Or me, for that matter. I wasn't going to step anywhere near that kitchen. What about your New Year's resolutions? My what? Ha, didn't even make it to February. And since when do those little pipsqueaks get their own theme song? I know, I didn't even get my own theme song until I was like 21. That's three years human time. Well, now that we have those two out of the way, let's move on to today's... Monday's Mutts. Today's Monday Mutt is actually a fleshy. Is it a wolf man? No, silly. Fleshies can be our honorary Monday Mutt without having to suffer a genetic mutation. Well, we are making the bar very high to clear, are we? Anyway, today's Monday Mutt is Stephen Grieg out of Colorado. Stephen has just recently adopted a long-haired Datsun and a heartworn positive 15-year-old dog named Rocky. What's the big deal? He adopted a couple of doggos. It's not just that he adopted some doggos. Steve has a great story that led to him adopting those two pups to go along with his eight other dogs, a pig, a bunny, chickens, as well as a turkey named Tofu. That's the patchouli, man. I hate Tofurkey. Just let him be a turkey. It all started with a little mini pin named Wolfgang. Steve and Wolfgang were inseparable for over 12 years until Wolfgang was tragically killed by a time machine. Oh no, that's horrible. He also looks like you. Yeah, I was thinking he could be my twin. Anyway, to give meaning to Wolfgang's death, Steve started adopting senior dogs out of high-kill shelters who are in danger of being euthanized. Steve says, I started adopting senior dogs on death row. The dogs that were getting overlooked but still had so much love to give. It all started with a 12-year-old dog that Steve rescued and named Eeyore. Eeyore was the oldest dog in the shelter with four bad knees and a heart murmur. Eeyore became the patriarch of the family. He passed away this past March at the overly ripe age of 19. Which is like a thousand in human years. Steve now takes in dogs and animals from animal hospitals, rescue groups, and shelters now. Caring for so many animals that are all in their senior stages like Zetterberg. Andy, you're right around the corner for me. Posts of Steve's unconventional family has won him the Shorty Instagrammer Award this year. This has caused Steve to have to deal with many queries about death on his DMs. I'm often asked how can I bear adopting senior dogs when I know the end is near. I simply respond that love has no time frame. That sounds like some kind of a hippie song. Yeah, man. Love has no time frame. I play the tambourine. But I look in your eyes. And I see your face. This is worse than your rapping. Anyway, Steve wrote the children's book, The One and Only Wolfgang, From Pet Rescue to One Big Happy Family. That's almost as long as the title of our book. Steve's family photos and funny captions are sure to make you smile. Check them out at Wolfgang2242 on the gram. 2242, is that how many dogs he's rescued or the age of his girlfriend? I don't know either. We salute you, Fleshy Steve Greek, this week's Monday's Mutt. All right, on to this season's episode of What We're Watching. Due to this asinine beer virus, the Pollerans have been home all the 
time. I love it. Cuddled up with mom and daddy on the couch, binge watching TV shows, movies, documentaries, eating buttered popcorn. To start, I want to go back to some of the things that we watched earlier this year. I may destroy you. Yeah, I, I worry about it sometimes when we're testing, but I usually... No, dummy, the show on HBO. Oh, right. Ah, uh-huh. Michaela Cole is a tour de force. Mother and I first spotted her on her earlier show, Chewing Gum. The show deals with the questions of sexual consent in the contemporary world and the blurred lines between liberation and exploitation. The best thing about Michaela Cole is her ability to show an imperfect human who can be likable and unlikable at the same time. Just like you. She really understands the nuances of humanity, friendship, Life, love. So, not like you. Dating in the modern, fleshy world seems to be so difficult. If I was on the doggy tinder, I'd go insane. If you were on doggy tinder, you'd get swiped left all the time because of your messed up photos looking all crazy and saying like, If you were on doggy tinder, you'd get swiped left because of your cocky profile. I'm the most handsome rat terrier mix in the entire universe. I mean, truth is truth is truth is truth. I've seen better. Four paws. Check it out for yourself, but be warned. There is drug use, lots of flesh sex, and a lack of dog representation. Yeah, we still give it four paws, though. All right, next up is the HBO Max sci-fi series Raised by Wolves, executive produced by Ridley Scott. Mother and I love this show because, you know, the main character is an android named Mother. Mama really does love this show, but that's because she loves dark sci-fi and really anything dark. Well, she has a black soul like me. And it delves into the future of humanity and religion, which we don't really quite understand fully with you fleshies. Do you think it's a bit strange that we've watched the entire first season, but there haven't been any wolves in it? I mean, there are those alien thingamabobs that kind of look like wolves. Maybe it's supposed to be a metaphor, like the androids are the wolves. Or the aliens are the wolves. Or maybe we're supposed to be the wolves, but they fucked up and they didn't cast us in it. I told you I don't want to be on camera. Well, I can play both of us. Just stay home. Anyway, if you like dark sci-fi, give it a try. Four paws. Next is the reboot of the classic courtroom drama, Perry Mason, played by the uber-talented Matthew Reese. The first season acts as a sort of origin story for the down-and-out lawyer in 1932 Los Angeles. I have one thing to say about this show. Oh, yeah, what's that? Tatiana Maslany. Oh, yeah, you and Mother both have big crushes on her. This is a pro-Tatiana Maslany household. Mother met her once and she told Daddy she acted like a total schoolgirl. Mama did. Not Tatiana. Yeah, it's nice to know that she seems very sweet in real life. We loved her in Orphan Black. She's a real chameleon. Three paws. I'll give it four for Tatiana. Watchmen. Always do. Don't generally trust male fleshies. No, silly. Watchmen, the series on HBO. Right. Timely and strangely predictive. It did match right up with the social unrest over the summer. Regina King follows up her Oscar-winning performance in If Beale Street Could Talk with a relevant and action-packed tour de force. It really confirmed to me how terrible fleshies are. So bad, they had to have some blue dude come down and try to save them. Well, is that what happened? I can't remember. I was so distracted by all the human stupidity. Could you imagine if dogs treated other dogs in the same way? Well, you do piss on Moe's head quite a bit. That's out of love. You mean domination? Okay, well, love and domination. Okay. Don't think you can have both and mix well. At least I'm not trying to kill an entire breed of doggos. Exactly. Where in the bananas foster cream pie do you fleshies get these crazy ideas from? Anyway, back to the Watchmen. I was totally enthralled 
by the amazing digital effects. I was thinking that if we ever did a show, they could CGI me into a giant Dr. Manhattan-like dog. You want to be blue like Derby? No, just gigantic. To fit your head. Ha ha ha. Sadly, it looks like the show will only be a one-season run, but it's totally worth it. Check it out on HBO. We give it four paws. And we couldn't talk about our favorite TV show without mentioning season two of The Mandalorian. I'm getting hungry just thinking about Baby Yoda. Me too. But really, season two of The Mando was totally awesome. Made us want to travel to a galaxy far, far away. Where the squirrels are green and the meat is lean. But we want more of Mr. Just Pedro, please. He's such a dope dude and we want more. So much more, more, more. We're so lucky we got to interview him during our first season. Yeah, he was fitting with me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in your dreams. Anyway, this season was totally satisfying. Four paws! I'd like to delve into a couple of the documentaries that have really moved me lately. Oh, how very highbrow of you. I have to stay cultured as Madam President. First off is the soul of America. Loved it, watched it three times. Really? Yeah, Mother was super into it. She cried like a little bitch. Don't say bitch! Dogs don't cry, remember? So that's technically a misnomer. Alright, good point. The film is based on the book written by John Meacham of the same title. I found it completely inspiring as well as a little comforting to see the United States' long struggle between our battle angels and our worst instincts as a generational movement. Uh, I have no idea what you said, but okay. I just mean that fleshies repeat themselves. Yeah, that's kind of more like a speech impediment, though. And history, doofus brain! Oh, right. Well, we doggos don't get enough history to repeat ourselves. Maybe if the gods would let us live longer. Thought you said you were an atheist. It's a figure of speech. One day, Zeddy, you're gonna end up on the Rainbow Bridge. And there's gonna be a pot of gold in my paws. Ha <laughs> I'll see you there, buddy. Uh, if I don't see you there first. Exactly. Four paws for the soul of America. Another HBO great. Next in our documentary section is The Vow. Oh, please give me a break with that one. I'll sum it up. Rich fleshies can't believe that someone could actually take advantage of them. Wow, Andy, tell us what you really think. Don't mind <laughs> if I do. So, if you're going to tease me with justice for a diaper bag that ran a flesh-branded sex cult, and then before said justice is administered, you tell me that I need to wait another six months for another eight-part documentary? I'm sorry, I don't usually like to swear, but f*** you! <laughs> Zero pause! Okay, now I'd like to talk about a few reality television shows that parents have been subjecting us to. I have to admit, I love some good reality television programming. Alright, let's talk about one of the amazing bright spots that happened during this whole beer virus thing. The new hikes? Different episode. The uh, mama and daddy at home all the time? Yeah, that's a given. Mm, the paddle boards? Nope. Vienna sausages and fig jam! Oh, you're getting closer. I'll give you a hint. Alright, hit me. T. O-C. Toast on cheddar. Tournament of champions. Oh, right. The Guy Fieri cooking competition show that Mama and Daddy watch during the Food Network all the time. Well, let's be honest. Mother's been watching the Food Network for a really long time now. She's learned a lot from that network. Which in turn got a whole bunch of new delicious smells coming out of the kitchen, which I am still totally terrified of. <laughs> four paws. And another four paws for cooking at home more often. Woohoo! And Daddy's newfound baking skills. Homemade from scratch chocolate chip cookies that they'll never give us because 
because there's chocolate in it. Lame. But still, four paws. The other reality show we have been talking about is The Pack. Oh, hell yeah. We just had our new friend Kentucky and Derby on a few weeks back. The Pack is on Amazon Prime and follows Fleshies and their four-legged companions as they travel the world for a $500,000 cash prize as well as $250,000 for their favorite charities. It's a fun and wild ride. And it even made Mama cry at a moment or two. Four paws. And now, the movies. The Swedish film Aniara was a dark sci-fi film that really gave me all the feels. As a spaceship carrying settlers to Mars is knocked off course, the consumption-obsessed fleshies are forced to consider their place in the universe. This is a dark sci-fi movie that turns part of its gaze on the fleshies' throwaway society and what the consequences of that really are. Exactly. I mean, fleshies are always giving things to Metal Mutt Clyde, and we are sick of it. Clyde can suck it. Plus, the idea of just drifting through the deep void of space is totally terrifying. Tell me about it. Stuck for years eating algae is worse than kibble. Fuck kibble! Three Paws, available on Hulu. Our next movie was a very special event for us. Huh, maybe for you. I just tried to nap in the back seat. Why didn't you watch the movie Tenet? It was what we were at the drive-in movie for. Well, because I couldn't see over the front seats. You could have sat on Daddy's lap on the passenger side. He had this whole box of popcorn and treats on his lap and he wouldn't give me any. I was protesting. I watched it. I loved it. Oh yeah, what was it about? I have no idea. Huh, neither did Rose Fleshies. I'd probably only give it one paw, but since we actually got to go to the drive-in, I'll give it a two. Deal! Finally, the Pixar movie sold. And I'm super bad. No, I thought it was great. No, silly, I was riffing to a, you know, James Brown song. Super bad. You mean jazzing. Ah, well played. Soul is one of those films that it's best if we don't say anything about the plot, because it's not what I expected at all. I agree, let's not ruin the story for the fleshies. Not only could I see most of the colors in this one, but it's also one of the best things that I've watched lately. Four paws. This next segment is brought to you from the good people of the Fuck Kibble Patreon Tier. Leisha Larson, Olga Ekman, Bailey, Lexi, Teresa, and Willie Walter. You too can get the perks of a Patreon like early access with a donation as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com forward slash the Zeddy and Indie Show. And now for today's. Breed of the Week! This week's Breed of the Week is the Polish Lowland Sheepdog, known as Pons or Nazinis. Bless you. This compact and merry disposition dog are perfect for apartment dwellers and they require only a moderate amount of exercise. Probably because they can barely see out of their long-haired shaggy bangs. <laughs> yeah, they need to be brushed often. They're also extremely loyal and devoted to their families, have excellent memories, and are great guard dogs since they can be suspicious of strangers. I totally feel you there, Polish lowland sheepdogs. They're a breed that requires experienced fleshy paw rents as well as a firm and confident handling during obedience training. Huh, whatever, obedience training, so stupid. Otherwise, they can dominate the weaker fleshies. They, like me, are a medium-sized dog weighing in the 30 to 35-pound range. They're also good with kids, but it's recommended that they are raised with the children from puppyhood. Check out our pics of the Polish Lowland Sheepdog on our Facebook page. Now is as good a time as any to read a section from our book. 865 Reasons Why Having a Dog is So Much Better Than Having a Kid. Reason number 94, Driving Movies. As we said earlier in the episode, we went to our first drive-in movie recently. I loved it. Me 
not so much, but do mother and father know that I hated the experience? No. And do they know that Indy loved it? No. No, because we just sat or napped in the back seat. Didn't even moan for human snacks. Yeah, the whole night, Mama and Daddy kept turning around and saying, Ooh, such good puppies. <laughs> Would that happen with a kid? Passion fruit and liverwurst? No way. If a kid was sitting back there watching the movie, they'd be like, what's going on with this movie? This movie stinks. I need more foot room. I can't see. Where's the animation? I gotta pee. Oh, no. Now you gotta pee? Well, hang on. We only have like a minute more left in the episode. No, stupid. I was pretending to be a kid at the drive-in. All right. Why didn't you save me any junior mints? Movies in the car. Great idea, boomers. Oh, okay. Now we're teenagers at the drive-in? Well, then... I can't get any Wi-Fi. This is so embarrassing. I just saw Jonah and he can't know that you guys exist. I have to pee. Well, why did you go before we started recording? No, Andy, I'm the teenager now. All right. I have to pee. AKA, I need to go to the bathroom and do illegal drugs. No, I mean, I actually got to go pee now. Really? Yeah, really. The power of suggestion is strong with me. Anyway, if you thought Tenet was confusing before... Try figuring it out with two brats yapping over your shoulder all night. What did he say? I don't get it. This is stupid. Why did he do that? Why didn't he just do that? This movie's lame. Who's Christopher Nolan anyway? Some old dude? No respect. Exactly. So there you have it, folks. Reason number 94. Drive-in movie theaters. Well, that about does it for this week's episode of the Zeddy and Indie Show. Be sure to like and follow us on our Instagram and Facebook pages and to see the full Doggo news stories and more. Thanks again for tuning in. We appreciate all the support that we receive from our listeners. And news alert, we just hit the 10,000 download milestone. Thank you so much, listeners. We love you. New episodes drop every Monday, so until then, smell, smell you later. later.